0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with T West Lou. I am your host, Louis Petrone. Another exciting week, but the excitement has to do with politics. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm fed up with politics. I'm a political junkie and I am sick Get tired of every time I look at the news on TV uh, read something on the internet, or I read a newspaper I've had it up to here with politics. It's just too much it's too much Donald trump let's start that way, but even now we got Joe Biden in this thing, so I t- thought tonight uh, you may feel as I do you've had it a bit. you'd like a break uh, from politics. so my blog is going to cover some other things I may mention. Trump a couple of times, Biden once maybe. But I'm going to talk about other things that are going on in this world. There's a whole world out there. Everything's happening. But we don't pay any attention to it because we're so engrossed in this election, which happens to be very important. I won't deny it. But this is a break, my friends. Now, I'm going to start with this. It's September 1st. Would you believe it's September already? I'm laughing as I say this. It was just Christmas and New Year's Eve. I want to share something with you, and probably only those of you who are a bit older as I am. I am 85, as I am, uh, I, I say on occasion, or I share with you. And it seems every year the years go by faster. And this year is the same way, and it seems like it was faster than last year. And I'm beginning to think as I get older, yes, the completion of a year, another year, makes me uncomfortable. Uh, Understandably so, because there is something else waiting for me out there that I don't want to go to yet. Now I want to talk about the Hurricane Laura. Uh, I've been down here 30 years in T-West. I've seen many hurricanes. I wrote a book about one, Irma and me. Uh, Exciting. If you haven't bought it, buy it now. It's an interesting story. Uh, It's not one of sadness and dread. It's interesting and in many spots laughable, and in others you may shed a tear. But anyhow, I've experienced a lot of hurricanes. Most I stayed here. Uh, One or two others I left, as I did with Irma. But for all intents and purposes, I stayed. You learn that Everything they tell you, the weather people, about it's coming, it's going to hit you, is this and that, and it always moves and it never hits. So people who have lived here in Key West long enough don't leave. They say, don't worry about it. Someday that's going to be a problem. Anyhow, Laura. I talked about Laura last week, as I recall. I wanted to share it with you again. Laura. It was a bad hurricane my god it hit it hit louisiana and texas as a four but i want you to know something in a matter of five days laura began as not even a tropical storm off the coast of africa it was a lot of wind and rain that the weather people didn't know if it was going to get together or not and become a tropical storm forget a hurricane and it's coming and it's coming, it's in the middle, halfway here, and we still don't know if it's going to be a tropical storm. They're telling us it's going to dissipate. Uh, It'll probably come close to the southeastern United States and then turn right and go up and out into the ocean, never bother us at all, If if it even forms into a tropical storm. Well, you know what happened? It kept coming. It kept coming. At the same time, there was another hurricane, Marco. That started off bad off the coast of Africa, and that was supposed to come in as a two or three, but hit the Gulf of Mexico. It wasn't going to bother us. And as it turned out, Marco dissipated and became nothing, and Laura got big. Laura missed Key West. We knew it was going to be a hurricane, a tropical storm, or maybe a one. Uh, as it reached uh, the Key West area. But the cone kept bending. First we were in the cone. Then we were on the right edge of the cone. Then we were outside the cone. And then the cone wasn't near us at all. And then the cone was going over Cuba, Puerto Rico, and did damage there. And the word was this thing's going to go up uh, into the Gulf of Mexico. Understand again, from nothing, it's going to dissipate. It went to a one, two, three... Now, when it hits, they were telling us, Texas and Louisiana, it's going to be a three. Then they're telling us it's going to be a four. And when it hit, it was a five. Nothing could be more destructive. Now, hurricanes are fickle. You don't know what the hell they're going to do, as you can see. Uh, One of the other things about Laura was that surges, water surges off the ocean, were going to be 15 to 20 feet. It was going to flood everything, big time, wash houses away. As it turned out, there was a lot of wind and rain damage to the cities. But God was good, to whatever extent God was good, because Laura turned at the last moment when it was on land and hit the cities, and then it went over the swamps. The water surge went over the swamps. The water surge went over the swamps, so the water damage never occurred. But what a story. Five days from nothing to a five. It doesn't happen that way. Scary, let me tell you, because it takes about a week and a half for these things to reach us from Africa. This thing, she moved her ass. That's all I can say. I want to talk about something that I wrote about, oh, I don't know, maybe six months ago, seven months ago. On my morning blog, KeyWestLou. Which, if you don't read, you should read. If you like the show, read my blog. It's interesting. It doesn't take. It takes less time to read my blog than it does to listen to me for a, for a half hour. Here, I want to talk about sex trafficking, and why do I want to talk about sex trafficking tonight? For two reasons. One, it isn't about Donald Trump, and the second reason is it's it's a subject that apparently people aren't aware of to that extent that I'm going to share with you when i wrote about it earlier in the week i received so many emails and so many comments to the story on sex trafficking that I'm now going to share with you, I was shocked. I couldn't believe that people found this that interesting. It wasn't really that they were interested. It was that they didn't know. They weren't aware that sex trafficking was that bad in this country. This wasn't the Middle East or Africa or something. This was the United States, and here is the story. Uh, early last week, I think it was on Monday, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, metro Atlanta, Georgia, the police, okay, uh, did a raid. But before I share the raid with you, you have to understand, most of the people absconded, stolen, taken into sex trafficking are Americans, primarily American girls, some boys, American girls. Eighty-five percent of the Girls stolen or taken or who participate in sex trafficking in the United States are young girls. We, and we don't ship them over to Africa, Europe, Asia anymore. We keep them here. Business is good in the United States. Okay? So every, uh, every year, 300 girls, not every year, I'm sorry, every month in Atlanta, 300 girls are lost to sex trafficking, girls who live in the metro Atlanta area. These are American children, American young ladies, okay? Well, they had the raid, and they were able to capture or get back uh, a number of these girls. Not that many. They got back 39, 39, okay? And one raid, one day, boom, 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 and it was written up because that's terrific you don't get them back normally they're generally gone forever you lose them for two days you're never going to find them again that's what they the experts say anyhow 39 uh a number of them uh three of let's see a number were they were three to 17 years old okay and uh 15 of the 39 were into sex trafficking the others were stolen for whatever reasons people want to adopt children they can't do it they don't want to Legitimately, they don't want to wait. Uh, I also shared in my article that every 40 seconds in the United States, a child is abducted. That is one-sixth, one-sixth of them will end up as sex trafficking victims. Every 40 seconds, a girl is grabbed. Uh, sometimes a little boy, and one-sixth of them will end up as sex-trafficking victims. These numbers are big. These numbers are big. These are our girls, our daughters, our granddaughters. And for some reason they're unhappy and they leave, or for some reason they get bullshitted and they're taken, or for some reason they just disappear, who knows. But they are American-born, American-raised, which is something new. It wasn't that way until a few years ago. We got them in Europe or in Asia and brought them over here. Now we don't even export them. We need everyone we pick up because the sex trade is so big in this country, the trafficking, we need, they need, the sex traffickers need, every girl they can get. That is the story. Now I want to talk to you about how business, affects, business is affected by coronavirus. Coronavirus. Coronavirus has brought every country it struck to its knees. Just look at the United States. I mean, I don't have to tell you that. It's obvious. And it's sad. Uh, but I guess this is life. It happens. Uh, and a lot of businesses are, have already gone down the tube, and some are going to go down the tube, and some are big. I've i occasionally tell you on this show which one went down this week well let me tell you what's happened this week to two major companies united airlines remember no one is flying anymore who the hell wants to get on an airplane you got to cover your eyes you got to wear your mask and you're probably going to come down with coronavirus and you're breathing all the air that everyone else is breathing as it's recirculated uh United Airlines announced that it was cutting 2,850, 2,850 pilots between now and the end of the year. 2,850 pilots between now and the end of the year. That amounts to 21, a 21% reduction in United's pilot positions. Things are tough. Things are tough. Things are tough. The other item I wanted to share with you was Exxon, Exxon, oil, gasoline. Who could be bigger than Exxon? They're bigger than United. They're a biggie in the world, have always been. Well, Exxon is uh, on its knees a bit right now. Here's what happened. For 92 years exxon has been one of the companies making up the dow jones average each week each week when dow jones came into being they tell you uh what the best they tell you they take the top 50 stocks they put them all together and they give you a number and that's where the market goes okay and you got to be a big company to be on it and one of those it's the top 50 earners okay exxon has had a 92 year run as as part of the Dow Jones Average. okay, Not anymore. As of today, okay, they've been losing money all year because of coronavirus. Uh, people aren't driving. Trucks aren't driving to deliver goods. Uh, they're hurting big time. They're losing money. And they don't qualify anymore to be part of those 50 companies making up the Dow Jones average. This is the mighty falling. Even the mighty shall fall. Mexa, Exxon. I'm sorry. Uh, Exxon fall. Exxon's falling. Excuse me. Exxon's fall equates to, or should be compared to, Apple's rise on the market. Where was Apple 20 years ago? It didn't exist. I don't know if it was it came about ten years ago, but it's a relatively new company, even though it's years old. Uh, and Apple is replacing Exxon. Apple is replacing Exxon. Isn't that amazing, okay? Uh, because Apple's making money. Exxon's not Exxon's still making money, but not as much money. Now, where am I going next year? Oh, well. Police shooting people. police It's become the all-American sport for police to shoot people, especially black people. Okay. Um, Trump, first time I'm mentioning him tonight. I'm 14 minutes into this show, and I finally mentioned Trump. I apologize. I did not want to mention him at all, but I have to. He's part of the story. Uh, he was interviewed by Laura Ingham on Fox News Sunday or Monday night. I think it was Sunday night. And she she asked him, they were soft questions, basically. Uh, but she asked him about, you know, the, the cops shooting the black people and so forth. And he very simply said to her, you don't understand. When a police officer shoots a black, it's only because he clutched. It's like when you're playing golf and you miss a three-foot putt. You clutched. Well, the police officer is chasing what he thinks is a criminal, and he clutches and shoots before he should. My God, that's terrible. That's horrible. He compares shooting a black person to missing a three-foot putt. Like, what's this fellow's name, Blake, Blakely, the guy in Kenosha, where Trump went today. Uh, seven bullets in his back <laughs> from one police officer. Uh, but that's like missing a three-foot putt. The man, the man doesn't have it mentally. He isn't qualified to be president. I have been saying this before he was elected in 2016. Uh, let me share this with you. Many, many years ago, I read something that stuck in my mind, and it was this. A match has a head but no brains. Donald Trump has a head but no brains. And his statement about the three-putt thing missing it is reflective of that. Going to come into Key West a little bit now because what's happening here with coronavirus in one way or another is happening all over the United States and probably all over the world. And I just want to share what's happening here to show you how aggravating things can become uh, and so forth. We we haven't done that bad down here. I've got to be honest. We, we were doing terrific. Uh, we we started off by closing down U.S. One, 140 miles uh, of highway into Key West. You could not come on to U.S. One down here unless you were a resident. They had police officers at the barricades who would stop you from coming in. Well, if they weren't, they were non-residents. They they weren't coming in and bringing germs because most of them. Bringing the viruses. In this entire dis- brief discussion we're going to have now, when we block the highways, and we unblocked it June 1st, unfortunately, uh, the, uh, where was I here? Um, you know, as you get old, you get a mental block, my friends. Uh, we, oh, Miami Dade County and Broward County, the two counties directly above us in Florida had, at that time, the most coronavirus cases of any counties, not states, counties in the United States. Whether they still do, I don't know, but they're loaded up there. Florida's loaded. I think we're the number three state for several months now with the largest number of corona cases, coronavirus cases, the most new cases, et cetera. Well, we... Closed down Key West, our our public officials were pretty good besides not letting outsiders in or trying to keep them out. uh, Closed down the restaurants, closed down the bars, did everything that had to be done. Unfortunately, businesses suffer when this happens, and 50% of the stores on our famous Duval Street are no longer open, and you can't rent them. Uh, The business is not sufficient. Well, slowly but surely, because our numbers are low. We're, we're under 7%, whatever these percentages are they're interested in. Uh, if you're under 5, it's supposed to be good. So we got pretty close with 7 right now. Uh, Key West uh, has been doing pretty good. The bars are pissed off. That's our business here. We're a tourist community. We are a tourist community. The restaurants have been permitted to open, but they, the tables have to be six feet apart. People can't sit next to each other. Uh, and the bars, you couldn't go to the bar next to the bar at all. then you could stand at the bar, but you had to be six feet away. And now the bar keeps, the bar owners went to our uh, city commission, the people who make the laws that we elect, and says, "Gee, whiz, don't you think it's time?" to permit seating at the bars. What's this going to mean? People are going to drink and eat at the bars. They're going to be sitting shoulder to shoulder. The people are going to be standing behind them waiting for a seat. And coronavirus is going to have a field day, hopping from one person to another. And they're going to come down here. We want more people here. This is what the bar owners said and the restaurant owners, even the hotel people. And, to add fuel to the fire, to make it worse, because I'm totally opposed to what they are going to do here now. Uh, They said, we've got to do this, you know, because not only for that reason, but we need the places open, we need the business, uh, and we want people, we want the tourists. We have the best tourist commission. Uh, These people bring people in from all over the world to visit Key West. They've grown into a tremendous entity here. They're fantastic. Well, we want them to go back to work, and we want them to advertise to people who live within one day's drive of Key West. That means North Carolina and South. They're all going to bring their germs with them. (laughs) They're going to pick up germs along the way. They're going to go through Broward and Miami-Dade counties. (laughs) The worst is going to happen. And somehow they want the city city commission to tell the residents, me and others, okay, to go up to these tourists and tell them how we appreciate their visiting us uh, here. And we want to be hospitable to them and hope they have a good time. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I don't want the people to sit at the bars yet. I don't want people coming down here uh, with open arms and we're welcoming them. I don't want to see the numbers go up. We're not there yet. This whole country isn't where it should be yet. And the reason that it isn't, is not is because we haven't paid proper attention. We have not had a president who has acknowledged the virus, who has let it, us through it like an Andrew Cuomo in New York did. He did a hell of a job in New York State, this guy. We haven't had it on the national scene. We're not ready. And as I understand it from what I hear from people down here uh, who, who email me and call me, uh, there's a meeting tonight of the city commission And it's expected the commission's going to say yes to all these things the bar owners want. People are going to be able to sit down and eat and drink at the bar. Uh, We're going to have a tourist agency bring them all, tell them, come on down from North Carolina and south. And we're going to kiss their asses when they're on the street before we go to the hospital and then to a funeral parlor. I'm opposed to this, absolutely opposed. It's too soon, and our numbers are going to shoot up. And I'll tell you when, this weekend coming is is Labor Day weekend. They'll be here. Duval Street will be jumping. There will be dancing in the streets. We have dancing in the streets. And two weeks from this coming weekend, we're going to have a surge in coronavirus cases in Key West. You can tell from the tone of my voice, I do not approve. Now let me talk to you about the Key West schools. I mean, this is no different than what's happening across the country. Our schools just opened yesterday, okay, and not all of the classes yet. They began uh, reentry yesterday, reopening. The the reopenings, though, are spread between Monday and Friday the whole week to, to give a period of adjustment to each group coming in. Uh, the school district, the school board says, not a bad situation, only, and I quote, a moderate exposure. Who the hell cares? Moderate, ex- I'm against these kids are going to school yet. Moderate exposure, that's an exposure, okay? So it's half a bad maybe, but still bad. Uh, the district also said that they, are, they have trained the teachers and they have put out a guide to safely reopening schools. And they're going to insist that the teachers and the board, they follow the guide to safely reopening the schools. I hope they do. I don't know if it would help even if they did. I say it's too soon. It's not the time. When it, when's the time? Who knows? But when the time comes and it's good, everyone will know it. Everyone will react the same. It's like when you're looking for a house to buy. You're going to buy your first home. Where's it going to be? What's it going to look like? And everyone says to to themselves and their spouse or their partner, when we see it, when I see it, I'll know. And when this thing is safe and we can go back to our normal lives, we'll know. But we don't know now. We're gambling. We're rolling the dice with the kids here, just as we are with letting people sit at the bars in Key West. All right? Yeah. These are children, don't forget. These are children we're dealing with. Now, Mario Cuomo, I have great Andrew Cuomo, rather. Mario was his father. I knew Mario. I never met Andrew. Uh, But Andrew Cuomo did a bang-up job in New York State. Now, the schools were supposed to open this week. They're going to open next week in some places. New York City teachers went on strike yesterday. They didn't go to work uh, because they said, We still don't have the rules and regulations for how we're going to handle this thing set in stone, in effect, my words, set in concrete, whatever way you want to say it. So they struck for two days before they got together with Mayor de Blasio and worked it out. The kids will start going to school next Monday. Now, Cuomo, as governor, has no control over when the schools reopen. That's up to the school districts. He can suggest as a governor but there are certain things he can't do. However, he did say, here's the way he put it, the children going back to school at this time. Uh, he said the increase in cases, coronavirus cases, is, not I quote, inevitable, inevitable in some places. Uh, the question uh, then becomes how good is, Is the school's plan. This is the way you got to do it. You got to have a plan to deal with the returning students. How are the officials going to enforce these rules? And whether a school's plan, okay, will be able to curb any outbreak. He said, and I quote Cuomo again what we're seeing with colleges, I think it's going to replicate on K 12. You know, what's happening with the colleges? This college closes down. This school came, University of Alabama, one, one site, one week, 1,000 kids came down with coronavirus. I mean, it's happening all over the country. Schools are closing, delaying openings again two weeks, four weeks. Uh, these are little kids. And I don't know. Uh, and I am worried. I'm worried. Don't forget, we went from kids aren't susceptible, children do, that's the way through there They aren't susceptible to the virus. And then all of a sudden now, we got a good percentage of kids coming down with it and dying. Okay? So that's the story there. Gun sales. Gun sales. Gun sales have written, risen dramatically in recent months, not just this year. Uh, we are on a... The United, people in the United States are on a record-breaking uh, gun purchase spree, the only way to describe it, from March through July this year, just those few months, from March to July this year, 84% more guns were sold than in the same March to July period last year in 2019. 80% more. That amounts. You know how many guns were sold in those four months? $8.5 million. I'm sorry, 8.5 million guns. People are afraid they're buying guns because they want to protect their asses. And I'm going to tell you this. They're not worried about protecting against their neighbors. They're worried about or against somebody who has different political beliefs. I think most of these people believe they're going to have to arm themselves to protect themselves against the government. Okay, what else is here at? I love this one. There's a black Georgia man. You know, what goes around comes around. Never forget that. What goes around comes around. There's a black Georgia man who stabbed a white stranger this week. Black Georgia man stabbed a white stranger. You know what he said, the, the black Georgia man who did the stabbing? He said, and I quote, I felt the need to find a white man to kill. I found the need. I found, I felt the need uh, to kill a white man. And he said he did so after watching videos of, and I quote, police brutality. It happens. That, my friends, is the show for this week. I'm glad you joined me. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, I love doing this show, and my numbers keep going up. I swear to God, this is fantastic. Thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing me with your friends. Apparently some of you do. And I look forward to being with you again next week. Good night.